Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 102. Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez, by way of Atlanta and the outskirts of Los Angeles, California. You ever run Steve Austin out there? You know no, dude. Just... I can't even run into his beer at the liquor store. What are you talking about? I'm going to run into Steve Austin. <laughs> you don't ever just fucking hang out at Whole Foods hoping you run into the rattlesnake? He's up on the, He's like north side of LA, though. That's the problem. I wanted to like hang out at the brewery. It was just like, hey, he's gonna stop by to pick up shit, tell him a beer, and he never does when I go by there. Do um, I mean you're in L.A. Do you run in Hell, like? I mean, I'm in Orange County, and even Marie shops at the Costco like down the street from me. I was I, just about to ask, do you do you ever run into any like celebrities at all? Just uh, fucking like sitting in traffic and shit like that. Not really celebrities. I mean, I've had a couple. Um, uh, I've had a couple. People, I've had. I, had, I sold some pillows to a guy the other day who uh, he's been a drummer for thirty years, and he's actually a pretty famous drummer. Like he's uh, he showed me his Instagram page. He's got like a shit ton of like hundreds of thousands of followers, and he uh, performed with for like thirty years and was performing with uh, Madonna, Michael Jackson, like all the Jackson Five, like all those guys. This is um, when you say you want to come on my podcast, even though we don't talk about. Fucking old ass drummers, but you got a hundred thousand Instagram followers. We'll we'll have you on. I uh, yeah, well he he knows he I gave him all the information. He gave me his and um he uh I got the, a couple one of the coaches from the Padres came in not to, about a year ago, but yeah, not always, but we get people once in a while. I mean, in Denver, you get people all the time. I mean, um I I mean I I had like Todd Helton come in, but even at other stores, uh, friends of mine were in stores and like uh. Peyton Manning, came, his wife came in, and when Demarcus Ware got tra- or traded to the yeah. the Broncos, he came in and bought a bunch of ton of beds for um, his house, as well as like the house that because he was the, he was staying in uh, Manning's house at the time, mm-hmm. so like he uh, was like furnishing, so he bought like a bunch of beds from one of my friends downtown Denver, and um, but no, we, we've gotten some decent people sometimes. We had actually one of my stores, uh, Robert Ori, went in there and bought some beds. Big shot Bob, yeah, so that was pretty cool. That we always have that picture to send that that one of my other store managers always sends out, so that's pretty cool. Think about that. Imagine I like, had John Stamos in my store about a month, about three months ago. Oh, you save him for last? This is fucking Greek God. I mean, it wasn't the John Stamos, but his name, his license, and everything it said John oh, Stamos. Oh, we'll shit. <laughs> oh, I sent that shit out to the market, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, Uncle Jesse!" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah did you take was. a picture with him? Like, no, my I, camera, I, my camera. Wasn't I sent a picture of his name on the invoice and everything, and I'm like. And then I, because he wrote on there, he's like, he wrote his his name, and he's like, not, nah. he's like, you can tell anyone that was John Stamos, and I'll tell him it was me that was there. And that's <laughs> funny. To take a picture, but it was John Stamos, but not the John Stamos. Demarcus Ware played in Denver for like two years, so he went in and bought, say he bought like eight beds for all those people. What do they do with the beds after? Does he move them out, or does he just donate them or something like that? Because you got to think these NFL players go around when probably, they get traded. He probably just leaves them there. So he just sells the house for uh, 
what do you call it? The estate Fully sale? furnished? Yeah. I bet when they, I, I bet he buys a house already mostly, like, buy, when they, I feel like when they buy a house, like, afterwards like that, a lot of times they will buy houses that are, like, full, like already furnished. Yeah. And then they just buy mattresses, because obviously that's something different, because that's more comfort. But, like, hey, there's, if I buy this badass house, and it's got a badass t- kitchen table and appliances, and I'm set. So, what you're or, saying I mean, is we're in I'm the sure wrong, they have, like, decorators and stuff like that. We're in the wrong uh, market to try to get rich. We need to be in fucking real estate in these NFL and NBA cities. Interior design. Interior design. I might I look at my room. I don't know shit about interior time. design. I, get... and I actually... I, no, no. <laughs> she dropped down like like $15,000 on a couple beds for this house. And I'm like, okay. She's like, yeah, they, they're not even living there yet. But, but they just told me to get some beds. I'm like, well, shit, that works. I can do that. Well, let's get into some wrestling. Let's... uh. We had SummerSlam last weekend. We had NXT last weekend. And then we had a Saturday night Dynamite. We'll start with the Dynamite. The big takeaway from that was Brody Lee beat the absolute dog shit out of Cody <laughs> and took the TNA championship. In an embarrassing manner, too. Like, Cody had no offense whatsoever. Wrote off a of TV, from what I understand, from what everything is saying on the interwebs, is that Cody won't be on TV for a while, but... I I think injury that, or I don't know. I think that was the perfect way to do it though. I think to yeah. for somebody to beat him, don't have a fucking knockdown because if you think about it, he was having all of these competitive matches with like Sonny Kiss and all these indie guys that are nowhere near what Brody Lee is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when he finally fought Brody Lee, Brody Lee just beat his ass. And I I thought that was really good storytelling. Yeah, I mean, we've told that before, you know, where these guys are barely winning these matches and then come in and dominate somebody who, or have these long-term, like, long matches with somebody who beats them. It's like, this person's been beating everyone's ass, and this other person can barely get through a match, and you're telling me that it, they were competitive against each other? Yep. No, no, no. This guy should have came in and just beat the shit out of them, and that's exactly how it should have been. Yeah, I, I dug perfect. it. I dug it a lot. Um, the other thing, I mean, you talk- know, and I'm, I, I like the fact they gave him the title, too, because I've been saying since day one, like, I, I was a big fan of Luke Harper. And I felt he was underutilized there and could have done more. But I'm glad, like when he came, so ever since he came over to AEW, his character in general, like him on the mic, um, the persona he and the state, like the the presence that he brings to the TV, is beyond anything um, that was on there before. Um, <clears throat> he just got that big guy feel, like I'm the boss, like I, this is my shit, and and giving him a title, it's, you know, not giving him the the AEW championship, but give him the TNT championship. I think it's perfect and a great way to go. Cause I feel like back in the day when we used to talk about like the Intercontinental championship or like John Cena having the U S title elevated the title. Yeah. I feel like Cody was the title and now Brody Lee is going to elevate it to a whole new level. I mean, I'm not as big on him as you are, but I am big on, on how they did it. And they are making him a big deal. Like I told you last week, like I like the dark order. I think everything they've done in the past like month and a half with them, it was kind of choppy at the beginning. Like they, I don't think they could figure out which way they were going. But now, I'm digging it. I like, uh, I like the Anna J aspect. I like the fact that she's trying to recruit Tay Connie with her. I got trying a feeling to. She, she got his ass. She's got I got a feeling ass. she's gonna beat in. the dog shit out of Tay Connie and like, bitch, I'm the only woman allowed in the Dark Order. But I mean, basically, with like <laughs> what Brandy should have been doing to Ellie. It's going to happen with them. All, all I know is if you have a faction 
And that faction features Anna J and Tay Conti in it. Like, I'm a fan of that faction. I think your faction is very good at recruiting. But <laughs> I don't even talk <laughs> about Dark Order member number seven. But I think it's still hilarious the fact that we got uh, Coco Banana in there, and he still does. He still yet has yet to fit like that role. He just yeah, he, he still fits, doesn't he wear just, any Dark Order gear. He's just always smiley. He's like he's like yeah. His personality will never be Dark Order unless I like completely break you know, the guy. And you know, like we've talked about this, I don't really like Cole Cabana, but I think even him, his role in this is like it's perfect for what they're doing. Like you don't know mm-hmm. if he's in, you don't know if he's out. It's kind of like a, a different version of you didn't watch WCW back then, but back in the day, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash kind of put it on TV that they were really good friends with DDP when the NWO first started Mm -hmm. and they kept trying to recruit him and trying to recruit him. And he was like, it was him and sting. Like sting was on the, obviously the extreme top of their recruiting list, but DDP was on there too. And he would hang out with him and shit like that, but you never really knew if he was with him or not. This is a little bit more blatant that, that Colt Cabana is with him, but it kind of reminds me of that DDP NWO stuff. That they were doing yeah, and I actually kind of knew about that because I I did follow GDP a little bit, um, because you know back then I watched I watched WCW a little bit, especially because like we had whenever we'd go take the trip to Vegas or something like that like Nitro had the the bar out there or the restaurant. Yeah, so you know we that was some exposure too. But um, like Ready to Rumble, when Ready to Rumble came out, and DDP is obviously like the main main guy in that one. Yeah, um, so like. That, that would I kind of after that that's kind of when I started to tune in more often, um, so I kind of more more aware of GDP's roles and some of that stuff. So I get that absolutely. Um, the yeah, other I, the oh other, I was gonna say, uh, the the, the Cole Cabana thing is kind of and we'll talk about it a little more later. Uh, it's kind of like the Stockholm syndrome going on with him as far as like how he fits in with with Brody Lee and the in the Dark Order. Like he's kind of sympathizing with them and. You know, they kind of like worked him into it, and now he's just there because he doesn't have like he's got that Stockholm syndrome like somebody else does in WWE. That was really good on Friday too. We'll, we'll uh, if I remember, we'll, we'll talk about that. The other really good storyline in AEW, and I, I tweeted this out from our Boot to the Face account. Boot to the two, Face. Two really good storylines in wrestling right now that just have me like paying attention to it. It's Bailey and Sasha. And it's Hangman Page. The stuff that happened with Hangman the other day in the Young Bucks when he was waiting on, I can't remember if they said he was waiting on the Revival to come hang out with him, but there was two beers sitting at the bar with him and nobody ever showed up. And he was sitting there looking real depressed. And then the Young Bucks come in, kick him out, throw whiskey in his face, break the mirror. Seven years bad luck, by the way, Matt Jackson. So now you got to team with your brother for seven more years and carry. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, <laughs> and you, and how, how are we ever going to get the SoCal boys on here? If you keep talking shit to them like that, come on, I'm, man. I'm not talking shit. You I'm just saying you know what? that they're he's got seven every, more every, years of carrying. That's why he always had a bad time. back. He had a bad back for three years. <laughs> you know what? Carrying See, his now that you mention it, I'm because that was always, that always irritated me. The fact he always, like, every match was, oh, Matt Jackson's back is hurt. Yeah, and he's, he's carrying Nick's ass. And I'm like, I'm so glad that they kind of gone away from that to where he's not like carrying his back and his back's aches and like especially when the they tried to join the heavyweight match. division in New Japan, they had to put <laughs> right? on weight. It was like now I'm carrying oh. an extra thirty pounds. Of US, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, the whole 
like if you if you looked at the small intricacies of that little segment, they did that really well. Like I had to go back the, and watch the it. ending alone was just yeah. like and like the fact that there was no clear shot of Adam's face and it was just shattered. Where the hell was Kenny? Well, so Paige I, is just you, left there by you know where Kenny was? You know where Kenny was? No. Kenny Kenny was trying to get his login and ready for Friday night. Oh Lord. He was trying to get his <laughs> he, he got his email. Just try to get in the Thunderdome. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, if, if I get in here a day early, can I get, like, a good spot? Can I get a good spot if I get a day early? <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i excited to see what transpires with that. Like, And we've been talking about this for a year now. Such a um, long, drawn-out story. And, we, and we've, we've been on the opposite ends of the spectrum on it because I've been for it from the beginning. Uh, and you thought, and you were on the opposite where they were, you, you know, not utilizing and kind of wasting away. Well, this was Adam before was. this storyline, though, when he was just kind of no, I know, off but that, TV but it, and... that all started like with like after All Out, it, it all happened, started at All Out yeah. from there, and then it started going down because All Out, that's when he fought Jericho for the championship, correct? Yeah, I think so. It's been yeah, about a year. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's gone down since then. And after that, it's like, well, what's going on with Paige? What's you know, he's not on TV. Is he on TV? He's not really winning. He's not really doing anything. And then you know, we said back then, like this is the way they're going to do this. Was there was two people that needed a slow roll the entire time, um, and one of them they kind of done, but it's been mostly off screen or off the TV. It's been more dark, and that's as you know, that's um Scorpio Sky, and they've done mm-hmm. well with him. Um, I think that's a like, long term slow roll. Whereas Adam Page, we told, like we said, like this, this is going to be something that's going to have to slow roll for a good time because this story that can be told with that is going to be fantastic. And that story, that story started before All Elite. That story, that story started with New Japan and with Ring of Honor, and it started leading that way. And actually goes back to you know um, Marty Scroll because I think that you know Adam Page was the breakout star of, of the Elite, which was said, but yet Marty Scroll was. And then that whole thing happened and changed, and he they all separated. But so this has been the making for such a long time that the payout's finally going to come, and it's going to be magnificent. I'm trying to word this correctly, I think you brought up Scorpio Sky, and they are doing well with him, but he's zero for two in title matches now. Like I think, and and the way it's looking, he's gonna be the one facing off against Brody Lee for his first title match because Cody's gone. And if you saw, you know, he came out, saved the day, and kind of squared up, and then and Jay slapped the dog shit out of him, and he got clotheslined. So it's looking like they're pushing him as like the where the fuck is the rest of SCU at? He's just hanging out with Dustin Rhodes' old ass and QT I, you know, Marshall. I feel like the entire time they've been on AEW that, um. Well, Kazarian's been on, he's been wrestling dark, but same as, you know, I don't know. For some, well, you know, that's, that's weird because like a couple weeks ago, Kazarian was sitting in the freaking stands by himself. You know what I mean? And where's Chris and, Daniels at? And he and, a, he's a booker, so he's always there, right? That's what I'm saying. So I, I feel like Daniels is is doing more like producer stuff. Like he's, I mean, because he's, I think he's an executive producer mm-hmm. or something, something like that. So I think he's, he's focusing more on that role because you really haven't seen him on TV as much, either neither on Dark or on, on Dynamite. But Kazarian, he's like just pops in and out. But yeah, that's the one, the weird thing is that even when, when Scorpio has his matches, like you don't really see the other two coming out with him either. Um, it's like they kind of separated them without separating them. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, NXT 30, where NXT we had 30. two new champions crowned. 
uh, a women's title match that was a lot better than what I thought it would be. I'm not the biggest Dakota Kai fan, but I, I thought she had a really good showing. Uh, they set up an angle at the end with Rhea Ripley and Raquel. And then on the next NXT show, they even set up more shit because uh, Cyborg's little sister came out there and attacked uh, Rhea Ripley. So they set that up also. So now Ripley's got two big motherfuckers her size that are coming after her, while she also is kind of hinting that she wants EO's title. So they just... And then they played a a vignette of Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae. I don't give a shit about Candice LeRae, but NXT made me give a shit about Candice LeRae. They showed all this back history between the two of them and them like traveling together. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. And then you think back to when Mia Yim and Keith Lee were feuding with Gargano and Candice and Tegan Knox showed up with like pizza in their house. And it's like, oh, she's got a key because her and Candace were like best. So it's all kind of little shit that's tied into it that I didn't know about. The NXT fucking wrapped up in like two minutes and made me say, no, I want to see them fight now. They're really good at that kind of shit when they take their time and do it. Um, But that's not what I meant to talk about. Keith Lee loses his title to Karrion Cross, who loses his title to Vacant. And then your boy, Punishment Martinez, wins the North American Championship. Yeah, he does. Running around with Joey Janela's girlfriend, Brandy Lauren. <laughs> Man, them things was thanging. Did you see that picture? Oh, I did. That I did. Buddy, good for him. He left he ROH and he's hit the jack. That, that uh, he's pulling back and shooting that arrow. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> um, so which one of these is bigger thing for you right now? Which one did you enjoy the most out of those two titles? I'm matches? a Punishment Martinez fan, man. So Damian Priest winning that title, that that's, that was it. Like I love that man. The fact that he won that, I was because I was afraid he wasn't going to. I wanted him to, but I didn't think he was going to. Um, he's a big guy, and they usually don't give him the titles. And I love the fact that they gave it to him. And I think he's gonna do. I think there's some, I think there's a lot of people that who are still aren't sold on Damian Priest, and a lot of them are gonna be the ones who really didn't. I you know I know people have mixed feelings about how he was in ROH and. But I was always a fan of Punishment Martinez, and I was so happy when they signed him to NXT. I think this is hopefully – I hope this really elevates him to a whole new level and that people can see what he really has because that dude, he he can use – he can be great on the mic, and I think he's fantastic in the ring if given the opportunity to go. I think with the title, he's basically going to put him into the position where he can be a badass and that he should be if they let him do it right. Yeah. The other title match was Karrion Cross defeating Keith Lee, and it was a decent match. I thought it would be a little more hard-hitting than what it was, mm-hmm. but he lost to a side suplex off the top rope, which in a way was kind of cool, but I was just expecting Cross to like choke him out or something like that. And then it turns out that Cross is injured. He has to relinquish the title, and we're going to have a four-way Iron Man match between four former champions Finn Balor, who I hope wins, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Baby. and Tommaso Ciampa. And let me say, they made Tommaso Ciampa look like such a bitch on Wednesday, and I'm going to tell you why. Who put him out? Hold on. Before you say that, Tommaso Ciampa has made himself look like a bitch for a very long time. How so? Before he got injured and ever since he got back. He just was. I don't know. It's just something about him, just the, the way he was beforehand – in some of the matches and just like 
I can't really explain it. Just the way he would come out and, and get an interrupt with matches and then leave and run out. It wasn't fully heel, but it was like high line in the mist. Um, his, some of his Twitter shit, you know, it's just come out like his feuds and his shit talking to Orton and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, man. Ever since he came back, when he came back from injury, it was, I want my title, but he really, to me, I don't feel like he went out of his way or essentially grabbed that, that brass ring to get his title back. Yeah. Um, and I think just like, he was just all talk and it came off just like a little bitch. And it was like, dude, I don't know. I've never been a fan of, of Ciampa. So that, that might be a little bit biased as well. Um, but I'm just, yeah, it just, his, ever since he came back and even right before he got hurt, it just, he just wasn't doing anything for me. It just wasn't coming off at all. In well, here was my thing. I thought they should have brought him back a week later, even though they're going to have that match next week. I think they should have just announced him being in the match and him come back then, because this is what it looked like to me. And I know how wrestling works, but he got put out by Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross beat his ass. He comes back and he, Karen Cross opens the show. He's injured, <laughs> and Champa doesn't come out, confront him, and beat him up. He waits till the next fucking segment, and then beats up some Joe Schmo, and then like attacks him after the match. Like, where was all that tough guy shit at when Karen Cross was in the ring? Like, you didn't want them problems anymore because you saw what happened last time. So now I'm supposed to believe that guy's gonna win the t- No, put the fucking title on Finn Balor. Put the yeah, if, the, if this match doesn't end in any other way besides Balor winning or walking away with that title, fail. Thin, fail. Yeah. What was the point of bringing his ass back down there if you're not going to get the fucking title on his belt? I think he was supposed to mm. win the NXT UK title against Walter, but, you know, all the shit happened with, with COVID, which I completely understand. But now that he's in Orlando, you got a vacant title. You got all this shit going on. Put the fucking title on Finn Balor. He's... NXT Finn Balor, like, I am a huge fan of. Like, and I didn't like him when he was on the main roster. I didn't like when he was running around as the demon. Like, I thought the entrance was cool, but for the most part, I thought it was kind of corny. But this Finn Balor? And, you it's because we're, we're getting the prince, man. Yeah, I didn't watch him in New Japan. Like, so, so this shit. And we're still, not, we're still not getting full prince yet either. That's what's crazy is that we still have him in, in WWE Balor hasn't even peaked to even close to the, the, the Balor that was New Japan. And that's what's crazy, yeah. that this guy's got so much more potential and talent to him that when it's finally completely unleashed, which it might be once he wins that title. Well, uh, before we go to break, give me your predictions for that, that title match on Wednesday. It's going to come down to Balor and Cole, and Balor's going to win that match. I'm not a real big fan of Iron Man matches. I don't I don't like matches where you tell me I have to sit there for an hour. Um I never was. I was never a fan of is it. Is it is it a sixty minute though? Is it an hour? I thought it was only it's like thirty hour. minutes. From what I heard it was an so hour. So basically it's half the show. Yeah. Honestly, they might kick the show off with it. Just in case like some shenanigans happen or something like that. It's been done like that before. Best T V Iron Man match I remember, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Was it Brock Lesnar, Kurt Russell, and Iron? Yeah. SmackDown, Iron Man match. But uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about SummerSlam. We're going to get into some Monday Night Raw. We got Payback coming up. We got All Out coming up. And even some New Japan news that's out there right now. All after this break here on Boot to the Face, episode 102. Stay tuned. Welcome back. 
Boot to the Face, episode 102. Marty, you know how I just got my basement kind of finished or whatever, and I'm still waiting on, we're still trying to decide on the bathroom. I think I just made the choice we need to finish that bathroom down here. You had to walk all the way upstairs? Not only that, I had to go upstairs to the main floor, right? My daughter's in there, so now I have to go upstairs to the other bathroom. My son's in there, so I got to walk through the bedroom where my wife is because she's, you know, we're pretty sure she's got COVID. So she's kind of quarantined in the bedroom. As soon as I come out, my son wants to tell me about Minecraft and some jokes that he saw on. The, it's just like oh, something that could have took me like three minutes to run over here and do took like seven. So if anybody out there wants to donate to the fucking Chris Rucker bathroom fund, OnlyFans.com slash Chris Rucker show. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been promoting it so much. I better get one now. People right? are going to be mad at me. They're going to be going to it like, uh. I went there to get you to read me a bedtime story, and the shit's not there. What the hell's going on? Uh, Marty, you were showing me a, a Kurt Angle figure you got. I want to give a shout-out real quick to good brother Mike GBM. I bought uh, the Rocks Ma- Masters of the Universe figure. You got that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, No, no, I don't. I have Roman and Cena, and that's it. I, don't, I haven't come across the Roman yet, or the Rock yet. So I um, that was because that was the that was the first versions that came out. So I haven't. I mean, we never got those out here anywhere. No, the Rock is the second version. I thought second Sting version? was. I thought Sting and like somebody else was the first version. I thought the Rock was the first version. Oh, you could you could be right. I could be wrong. Who knows? But anyhow, I saw Sting on the pegs, and I never thought to get it. Well, I've seen the Rock the other day, and I got it, and I opened it because you know on my display of loose stuff on the top, I have. Becky, Sting, and Rock. Like, those are my three top favorite wrestlers of all time. Mickey James doesn't really have any figures, so she couldn't be up there. I know. I feel like I haven't seen a Mickey James figure in forever. I've seen, like, two of them, and they're trash, and they're, they cost a lot of money. Well, and I think, like, the, there, was a, there was a Jack-specific Mickey James back in the day, wasn't looks there? looks nothing like her. Right. She's got her outfit on, but it looks nothing like her. Yeah. But uh, the Masters of the Universe figure, I open it, and the thing is badass. Like, mm-hmm. the Rock's... It's fucking dope. So I'm like, well, shit. I know Becky's got one coming out that I'm going to get. We already talked about that. So now I got to have a Sting one to go up at the top with the other two, right? Get online. They're like 70 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, shit. Because I I passed on it so many times around here, which I do often. And then I come back later and I want it. I end up having to pay for it. So I, I put the tweet out there and I wasn't asking anybody to help. I was just commenting that, you know, now I have to pay extra for it. GBM was like, hold on. Hits me up like 20 minutes later. He's like, send me 25 bucks. I got you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. He's like, as soon as I get it, I'll mail it to you. That's what's Cost awesome about all, the, all of those guys, man. Everyone um, that, that's part of like the fig hunting you know, community doing the favor. Uh, I mean, everyone they brought together, like that's what they just, the, the network that they have built with figures is yep. freaking amazing. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I'll get a, Every now and then I'll get a message from Tara. She's got a, a big-ass toy store she goes to. Mm. And if she sees, like, a Sting or any kind of figure like that, she'll be like, do you need this? I'm like, nah, I got it. I got it. She yeah. sent me one about Vader the other day. But I'm looking for Vader Elite 31 with the uh, with the big black mask, Mastodon mask on. Mm. And it's going yeah. for, like, 200 bucks online now. And that may be – I've never seen it in hand, so I don't know. But just looking at the pictures, that may be one of the best figures I've ever seen. I uh I was stuck in traffic the other day 
and it was annoying the hell out of me. So I'm like, you know what? I got plenty of time. Might as well hit all the store, like any stores coming on the drive on the way home. Cause I will pass like three or four targets and Walmarts. Um, dude, I ended up finding like eight to 10 figures the other day. Mm. Uh, and it was, it was, I mean, it was a couple double packs, you know, the, um, got me a Shane McMahon and Drew Mac, you know, how to get the Shane O'Mac. <laughs> and then I got the, the, I got, you know, the Roman and, and uh, dude, <laughs> fuck how to get the Shane O'Mac. <laughs> you don't even, I don't even give a shit. Oh man. I came across the, you know, I, I know you're not a fan of him, but I love triple H and I, I finally came across the ultimate figure. So I, I grabbed one, especially cause it was on sale. So I'm like, hell yeah, it's half off. Been sitting here for a while. I'll grab that. I was going to say, yeah, they've been on sale for a minute now. Yeah. So, I mean, I've only seen the, the Nakamura ones. And so this one was out there. Uh, but then, yeah, I grabbed, you know, I grabbed, like I said, the, the Kurt Angle. I grabbed the Matt Hardy with Vanguard one. I finally found a Bray Wyatt or a, a Fiend figure in store. Um, but, yeah, dude, I got. Um, I just oh, sent I, you mine. Yeah. So you told me you were looking Naomi. for a Fiend. I got the Naomi and then I got the Kofi and everything. So, it was, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I loaded it up the other day, so I got a bunch of figures. <laughs> you gonna put Shane in a uh, Raw Underground segment? And you, I, I, I was that's I'm like I'm putting him out there, and I'm gonna have I'm fine. I was like I gotta, I gotta get like I'm gonna I don't want to, but I'm about to get like the MVP figures and all that shit. So I can just put an Underground and pull that. Those I went fucking... I, I went to my storage unit the other day, and I don't know how it happened, but I opened my storage, and my one of my totes had all of my figures in it because I have a tote in there that has. My old SmackDown ring with Jumbotron, like the one with like the where the feet had feet like you could put on the center and it, re- and it talks. Yeah. Um, and then I have my WrestleMania ring, and the WrestleMania rings were the old ones, so like it pops open, you can stick figures in it. All my figures were on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? How did that like fall one? How did the thing fall over? It's flat, and now all my figures are out. So I'm like, son of a bitch. But I almost pulled them all out, but I don't want to put them yet. I got to get all the ones I have in the house set up first. Those fucking Ultimate Editions are like unicorns, man. Like, I've only seen, I'll see Bret Hart a lot, and then he'll disappear. Then I'll see Nakamura a lot, and he'll disappear. And then I'll see the Rousey one. But other than that, I've never seen Triple H. I've never seen Brock. I've never seen Shawn Michaels. You got Becky and, uh, who's coming out with Becky? Becky and, uh, no. Rock's not with Becky because Becky's already out. The ultimate uh, figure? Yeah. It's ultimate edition. I can't remember who's, uh-huh. who's out with Becky, but I'm really pissed. I had to go to ringside collectibles to order my Becky and EO figure. And they're supposed mm. to ship late August is what it said. Oh, really? Well, I thought it was well, shipping November. When I ordered mine, it said late August. Oh, Cena. It's Cena. Isn't the yeah, Cena yeah, the one? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Cena. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought both of them as a, as like a, as a double pack right. or whatever. The WrestleMania ultimate edition. Right. Yep. So ringside, when I ordered mine, told me late August. Well, guess what? It's August 30th, motherfuckers, and I haven't gotten a shipping confirmation yet. It don't get no later than the 30th of August. Tomorrow's the 31st, but if I don't get any kind of shipping tomorrow, I'm going to have to reach out and find out what the hell's going on because if I would have known that, I just would have went and started looking for the damn EO Ultimate, I mean EO Ultimate, EO Elite myself, and I just would have ordered the Becky one a while ago and would have had it already, but... It is what it is. SummerSlam was this past weekend. Came and gone. First pay-per-view in the Thunderdome, Marty. I don't think we've... Uh, have we talked about the Thunderdome? Like, discuss we, how we liked it? We haven't, because the last time we had our, our last show, 
was the before. That night that night was going to be the first live other than the drum. So how are you enjoying it besides the fans doing stupid shit? But for the most part, I love it, man. I think yeah. it's fantastic. I, I know people are shitting on it, but I think it's cool as hell. If if AEW did it, it would be the most groundbreaking fucking thing in the world. Yep. But because it's WWE, people have to shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it sounded corny when they first did it, but with everything, you got to be patient and you got to see what happens. The visual looks so much better than them being in the fucking performance center. Mm-hmm. Like, and they left NXT's ass in the performance center, and the the looks of the shows are different now. NXT has quote unquote fans in there, but it just looks like a bigger show in the Thunderdome. Well, not only that, but then they have like the lightings coming up on the side of the of the stage and the ramp. It just it makes it look big, like big time feel, rather than just you know in the performance center. Yep. As we're recording this, it's Sunday, so payback will be tonight. Um, SummerSlam was a week ago. Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Your thoughts on that, real quick? Um, man. I- I thought it was a decent match. Um, I, I actually I wanted Orton to win, so I was kind of a bitter bitter about that. But overall, I mean, it is what it is. It wasn't nothing really to come off of that. I love the backslide finish. Yeah, I did. I I didn't love the fact that Orton had to kick Drew in the face three times the night before just to take him out. Like anybody else is down with one. Drew got two back to back, and then he got up and still attacked Orton. And then he ended up getting another. Oh, one you mean like you did on Monday night? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I oh, wasn't. Okay. Even, I was talking about how he got how it took three kicks just to put him out. Super McIntyre. Um, the other thing that that was a fallout from SummerSlam is Sasha Banks loses her title to Oscar because Bailey decided not to help her. And I don't know if you've seen SmackDown or not, but Sasha had some very. They were doing so good with this. Bailey threw a little dig at her, like me as your best friend. I should have known that you can never defend the Raw title without losing it. And then Sasha, as she's talking to Shayna and Nia Jax, said, "Come pay back. I'm gonna get my vengeance." And she turned around and looked at Bailey, and Bailey yep. didn't see it. They're doing so much little shit with this storyline. I'm just like, did you see that? Did you see? I want to text people. Like, hey, did you see that? But I don't. I just leave it alone. It's got me excited about it. I'm, I'm ready for Bailey to get her comeuppance. Ready for Sasha to whoop that. You know the crazy thing is they've managed to turn people against Bailey and make you cheer for Sasha when Sasha was the one that turned on Bailey in NXT and WWE and all that. Well, I don't know about people if they people if they turn people to cheer for Sasha. Um. But I will say, like I, I get Bailey's a heel and everything she does, but she just comes off as that, that person who's like trying really hard to either be liked or hated, and it comes out like both ways. Um, her her laugh annoys the absolute hell out of. That's me. what it's supposed to do. I know, but that that's why it's so good. But it's just so freaking annoying. It's like, oh, just shut the hell up. But yeah, they. I mean, it's I, so I, I, over the top. It's ridiculous. I have to disagree with you. I think just judging from what I see on social media, like people have completely. Done, I mean, hell, look at Talkamania. You're well. You're a Sasha people have fan. Completely, so Sasha stuff no, but, stands out to you, though. All right, so take, for me, like for boys, me, take our boys north of the border. They hate well, Sasha okay. Banks, and now both of them will tell you that she's one of the best women's wrestlers, and like they have. Done, hold on though, hold on though, because if you can go back, even if you've asked Des before, like. 
nobody's ever questioned Sasha's wrestling ability. Oh, they okay. definitely have. Okay, well, well her then, Meteora is she's too weak. She's not stiff uh, enough. Like her wrestling, I have them, never been against her wrestling. I've always thought she was a great wrestler. She botches a lot. Like she's always. And I'm sitting there thinking, or maybe she's really good at selling. Her, her, her mic skills and the way she talks—that's that's what loses it for me. The fact she over enunciates but doesn't finish her words is annoying as hell. Like she doesn't finish her words. Like there's no ending to the word. Like if it was word, she said were. It's like, just finish the fucking word. Say the whole word. You're over enunciating already. Might as well say the whole word. It just, it's yeah. annoying to me. Like, she does, like, her mic skills just aren't to the caliber of what her wrestling ability is. I can't believe, as a podcast journalist, you're sitting here questioning the speaking ability, the blueprint, the standard, the gold standard, the blue standard, the fucking boss. Next. Can't believe you got the audacity to do some shit like that. It's just unscrupulous behavior by you. Well, we're not using audacity no more, so I gotta bring the audacity myself manually. And you're drinking out of a fucking Hogwarts cup, and you got the nerve to sit there and talk about Sasha Banks. How the hell are you gonna do that shit when I'm taking a sip, you jackass? <laughs> what a dick. Uh, in the SummerSlam, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. The Best fiend. match of the night. You Not really, shit, but man. the outcome, but the, the ending of it was, damn, right, that was the best moment of the year right there. Fuck so yeah. I'm, I'm downstairs. How is Roman going to have two fa- fan favorite mo- or two moments of the years, back-to-back years? Check this out. I'm sitting downstairs in my basement, and my wife was like, we haven't spent much time together this week, so I'm going to come downstairs and watch SummerSlam with you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So she's sitting over there with her headphones on, watching Criminal Minds on her phone. So how that equates to us spending time together, I don't fucking know. Because you're next to her. It's all yeah. about being what, next to yeah. next who, who, who am I going to I'm argue? not watching wrestling, but I'm going to be here watching wrestling. Yeah, who, who am I going to argue? Like, you're hot yeah. and you let me do stuff to you. So you <laughs> sit there if you want to. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> Obviously, I love the woman. I don't mean to be brash. Um, so she's sitting there and the pin happens and the fiend is, you know, and the way they had the camera, I'm like, wait a minute, something's about to happen. And then out of nowhere, I was like, oh, shit, retribution. Oh, that's fucking Roman. And I jumped out of my, jumped off the couch, and I'm just screaming, like, Roman's back. And my wife is looking at me like the same look she gave me when we were in the Phillips Arena and Becky Lynch debuted. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you jumping up like that? She's like, why is that a big deal? And I'm like, he's been gone since the pandemic. He was supposed to fight at WrestleMania. I'm trying to, like, run down everything to her, and she just puts her headphones back in and like keeps watching criminal minds like okay motherfucker whatever it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some more more yeah and then and she, i'm not gonna give a shit about what you're saying yeah exactly and then um she thinks dude, in her head like i can't believe i like this i'm so i'm not gonna lie i'm glad that i was home alone because and I, I don't know my neighbors they probably they don't know me yet but they probably know me now because <laughs> i fucking marked the fuck out i jumped up my cat and dog flipped their shit and took off running because I fucking jumped when that happened. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Um, holy hell, that pop was. The, 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 mm, you never saw it coming. Boom. Never. It was. Ah. It was incredible. I loved it. And then my man was talking cash shit. You ain't shit without me, Bron. You ain't no monster without me. I made you. I was like, oh. What he ain't now? speaking no lies. He ain't speaking no lies. Have we not been saying that shit for two years? Ago? Oh, yeah, we have. 
hot damn. Braun Strowman ain't nobody. Everyone talking shit about Roman. You ain't getting no Braun Strowman. You ain't getting on Bray Wyatt. Because you can talk about Bray Wyatt and John Cena, but Bray Wyatt wasn't made until that feud with Roman. People want Baron Corbin um, wasn't made until that feud with Roman. People want to know why is Braun cooled off so much the past year? WWE should have put the title on. No, it's not because they should have put the title on him. It's because Roman decided, I'm done letting you throw me around now. I'm going to go do a program with somebody else. And then he left with his cancer stuff. So the only reason Braun was as big as he was was because all the little internet marks hated on Roman Reigns, and there was a guy big enough to beat Roman Reigns' ass, and Roman was cool with it. Like, yeah, we'll get in a fucking first blood match and an ambulance match and all this shit. Yeah, sure, throw me off the stage, whatever. And people ate that shit up. And then after that, what was he doing? He was fucking in a tag team with Alexa Bliss, turning over cars and taping people up in porta potties and shit like that. Because he didn't have Roman there to save him. And he got exposed. And Roman pretty much told him that when he came back. I made you. I was like, ooh. If that ain't some real shit. And Braun just fucking like slinked away like a little. Like, damn, he's right. Let me get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Right. And then on Friday. Let's talk Friday. Hot damn. I'm going to tell you why I love this and why I hate it. I hate it because it's Paul Heyman. I'm yes. not a Paul Heyman guy. Yes. At all. I, I just, I, I don't like Paul Heyman. I'm really not looking forward to him coming out, basically exchanging Roman Reigns' name for Brock Lesnar and saying the same shit over and over again. And that's not a spoiler. That's a prediction or whatever the fuck he said. A prediction. Here, here's, here's what I predict on that, though. I think it's going to happen. And I think that's when Roman goes full-blown heel is when he basically kicks him to the curb. But I do like that Roman's a heel. Hell yeah, he is. It's it's no Uh, longer a question. It's no question. There's no gray area. There's no flirting with the line. That motherfucker jumped that shit over and said, I'm here. And I I called it that night, me and a bunch of other people. I'm not going to say I'm the only one. But then you have people going, well, why do you think he's a heel? Just because he was talking. He attacked Braun Strowman and The Fiend. I mean, both of them are heels, too. No, they're faces now. Exactly. <laughs> Roman's exactly. the Roman's the bad guy. They even had, but I can tell you right now, he doesn't need it. But we're getting the bloodline. There's no question about it. Because the, if you listen to every story that and everything that that Paul Heyman has said up until this point about Roman, it's about family. It's about who he is. It's what, what's in his blood. Um. The Samoan in him is what drives him. He's talked about that so much. And when the Usos come back, the motherfuckers come back heel. This and is they're going to be somebody. by his side. There are so many ways they can go with this. Oh, they can start feud with The Rock. I, I, told, I told you, WrestleMania. Mm. So who, the last time Rock had a, re- oh, the last time Rock had a big match like that, who was he going against? CM Punk. And who was there by his side? Paul Heyman. Some bitch, here we go. Oh, shit. WrestleMania 37 Hollywood. Here we go. Rock versus Roman. There's people out there saying they bring the Usos back as heels. The New Day gets back together. They push Big E as a big-time babyface. Big E versus Roman at WrestleMania. You could make a star there with Big E. I like that. I don't like Roman losing, but I like I like the Big E factor because Big E needs to be a single star. He needs oh, well, to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if you remember that. Well, I, you remember it. I mean, you're a fucking wrestling guy. You're a goddamn podcast. Of course you remember. Survivor Series a couple years ago. The New Day and the Shield fucking tore the house down. 
when they wrestled each other. Yep. And they had that brief little feud where, you know, how they go to both shows and one show attacks another. Well, Roman was out and then he came back and they invaded SmackDown and I'm going to have to go watch that now. And then that match was just so good. I'm here for a fucking New Day versus Usos and and Roman uh, feud. Um, yeah. There's so many ways they can go with it. They're going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fuck it up. Because if you remember the night after WrestleMania when he beat The Undertaker, I was like, oh, shit, he turned heel. And then on his way back up the ramp, he got attacked by the big, dumb motherfucker Braun Strowman, and he's back being babyface. So hopefully they don't go that route. Hopefully they just they lean all the way into this shit. They don't, they don't bring Paul Heyman in and let that shit go the way it did. Just a, no, they're going full-blown with this shit. I hope, and I hope it leads back to Brock Lesnar coming back and, and Roman just being the shit out of him and telling him to go home. Yeah. I got the spot. You're out. All right, so we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll close the show out. Talking a little PWI 500. We got payback tonight. We got some title changes in New Japan. And real quick, we got new tag team champions of NXT, Breezango. I didn't know Tyler Breeze never won a title before. No. like, And I, here's the thing. I was surprised, too, because I thought, I thought that Tyler Breeze, for a brief moment, was the NXT champion for a moment, like around Bo Dallas time. But I guess not. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I remember him being in the main event of it, but I thought he was at least like cruiserweight champion or something like that. No, I knew he wasn't. Fandango fucking beat Jericho at WrestleMania, and he's never been the champion either. (laughs) I mean, he beat Jericho at WrestleMania, and then he became a nobody. So, Wow. I love love Fandango, but let's be honest. Like, he had that match, and then they just said, yeah, never mind. We're going to put you in the back again. (laughs) Jericho's like, I had to lose to this motherfucker. Exactly. And he's gone on and said that for years. <laughs> I had to lose to Fandango. Oh, man. Say my name right. Say, my, say it right. Nope, I'm not wrestling tonight because you said, you fucked up my name. I ain't wrestling tonight. That was actually really good, though. When right? Started out like that. Exactly. And my daughter used to love that dance. That, uh, yeah, she, she, she went from Ryback to Fandango back then. Cause she she was she's a real big visual person in wrestling. I can hear I can and I can hear her just saying "Feed me more" too. She oh man! And she was uh, like a little kid. She loved that "Feed me more." She'd come storming out of the back room when Ryback's music would hit, "Feed me more," and then leave. Like that was it. That was all she was doing. <laughs> she would come fantastic. in and do that, and then once he would start wrestling, she's like, "All right, this shit's lame. I'm out." <laughs> but uh, like I said, we'll be right back after this. We got a little news to talk about, and then we will close out episode 102. On boot to the face. Stay tuned. Welcome back, boot to the face, episode one hundred two. Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez. Marty, let's get into some news real quick. Ric Flair told Ringside News, who everybody's shitting on this week because they posted a, they reposted a picture that somebody wrote with making fun of the Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Stalker thing, and everybody's basically coming out saying. They've been pieces of shit for years. Um, I follow so many like wrestling news things online. Like they all kind of jumble together. I didn't know ringside had so much heat with people, but apparently they do, but they released uh news saying Ric Flair says that Charlotte's going to be out for a year. Charlotte comes back and retweets them and quotes it and says, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. And then they tell her, well, maybe you ought to talk to your dad then and tell him to quit telling people that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so where's the truth is it somewhere in the middle uh i think it, i think she's going to be gone for about a year not a year from now but a year total 
And I think that was her attempt to like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't be telling people, like, let my shit, when I return, let it be a surprise. Like, let me, let my time gone be indefinite so no one knows when I'm returning so I can have that happen. If it's reported it's a year, then people are going to be expecting me to come back at a certain time and it's going to ruin any return. That's why, that's why I don't like dirt sheets and stuff like that. Just let people go off TV. You don't have to spoil returns. You don't have, I mean, you do because that's what gets clicked. But I don't understand why, as fans, people want to know that kind of stuff. Why not why enjoy that shit? Yeah, twenty years ago, surprised. Like twenty you, years ago, the best part of wrestling was when somebody returned or someone showed up and nobody fucking knew about it. Do you think that Austin returning would have been as big as it was had we not had we known it was coming? Do you think when The Rock showed back up from Hollywood that it would have been as big as it was had we known he was returning? No, it wasn't. It was fucking amazing because we didn't know it was happening. There's a reason why that two of the biggest returns over the last five years have been the Hardys and Roman this week because nobody knew about it. And it was pure fantastic because it was labeled to take us out of the moment and let us or take us put us in the moment and take us out of everything, all the bullshit out there so that we can enjoy it for what it was and have that moment that they've taken away from us so many times. You know, when Edge and Matt Hardy had their falling out about Lita and Matt Hardy got fired and then he started using the internet, telling people like the truth and all that. It was like, man, there ain't no way WWE's going to rehire this motherfucker. And then Edge is walking backstage one day, random. It was like such a random thing. He's walking backstage and he gets attacked and they're like, who the hell is that? And then Matt Hardy stands up and it was like, holy shit. Like I never saw that coming and it wasn't spoiled. That's what you watch wrestling for. You don't watch wrestling to know oh, well, next year's WrestleMania. It's going to be fucking Roman versus The Undertaker, so let me shit on it for the next eight months. Like, enjoy the ride. We say that shit all the time, but nobody fucking listens. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen now. Maybe that should be our tagline. That should be our tagline from now on. Boot to the face. Enjoy the ride. That was my tagline back when I used to. Never mind. Kenny Omega was at the Thunderdome. Ah, We talked about that already. So was Chris Benoit, (laughs) apparently. Apparently he was. Yes, he was. Um, so the, the, the Kenny Omega stupid. thing. Do you, do you think Kenny Omega really was there? Or do you think oh, someone Marty. posted a picture of it? Yeah, it was somebody posting it. Really, Marty? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that on out there. Some people are, some people are swearing it was really him. <laughs> what, see what your thoughts were. That's he all. is into like tech and shit like that. He's probably like, let me check this shit out. Let me see. Let me let me let me uh, just fucking hack into this shit real quick. Let me virtually go check out the competition and see if we need to be doing some shit like this. And then his, Cody, you know, Cody, you need to go off TV because you need to you need to do something like this now. Focus on this shit. Cody walks into the room and he's like, "So how's the Thunderdome?" And then Omega turns around and gives him that thumbs up that he does at the beginning of the elite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to happen. You, that, that's going to be on the next episode of BTE, too, by the way. It better be on there. They better be mocking that somehow. Um, or, or, or it's come into where, like, you know, like the memes and videos, like somebody walks in and you have, like, you know, porn pulled up and, like, oh, shit. He's like, that. And then just Kenny's like, oh, fuck. And the, are you watching Thunderdome again? What the hell, man? PWR 500 came out this week. John Moxley was number one. I was extremely surprised by that. Um, and I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying I was surprised by it. I thought, I thought there was a couple of other people that could have done it. And then when you think about it, it's like, yeah, he was the biggest star in AEW for the past year. He is the world champion. He hasn't lost besides he's got like two titles besides walking out as a, as a tag team guy with pop. You're right. He's mm-hmm. Moxley two belts. He's got the biggest title in AEW and the second in and two organizations at that, in not Japan. just two. And exactly. 
So yeah, I mean, I he did put on some really good matches for New Japan too. I you forget about that, like. So yeah, I think. I mean, I'm not a fan of Juice Robinson, but like that match. Did you uh, did you see the rest of the top ten? I'll run them down real quick. You said Juice Robinson. Uh, We have number ten. AJ Styles, number nine, Kofi Kingston, number eight, Seth Rollins, number seven, Cody Rhodes, six, Kojisuke Okada, five, Tetsuya Naito, four, Jude McIntyre, three, Chris Jericho, two, Adam Cole, one, John Moxley. So I don't uh, agree with any with a lot of that. Some of that. Um, I don't have a problem. But with it is what it is. I don't. I don't. I honestly. I don't think Drew McIntyre is top five. I don't even think Drew McIntyre is top ten. He's been top of the game for four months, not for a year. Yeah, and the. I don't remember the exact date that they used for, it, but yeah, I could see that. I could see that he just came. It, he, it's from came, June. He July really 1st, just came out in January. Like it's July first to June thirtieth. So June first, July first of twenty nineteen. Yeah, so, has, so it was only two months he was champion at that point. So he re- and he really only has like half a year of being really good. So it's for exactly. him to be in the top ten. Yeah, I can see that. But you also have to go with who's hot right now. Also, like they have, you can't not put Drew in the top ten. Like who you who you going to put in there for him if you take him out? I mean, fair enough. So I could see at least he wasn't like top five or top three. Well, I mean, he's number four, so that's yeah. right, basically right there. Made sense to have him as a. I mean, you gotta have the champion in there. I get it. It makes sense. I, I you know, I mean, I'm I, not an Adam Cole guy, but I would have. I'm in the top ten. I'd have had no problem with him being number one. Matt Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole's oh, put on yeah, good I, matches I for years, and and included in that time frame that we're talking about. I'd have had no problem with Adam Cole being number one. Alas, it was John Moxley, number one. And uh, thank you, Renee Young, for I watched that Renee Young video yesterday. Her little farewell thing. That sucks. It sucks. Renee's not gonna be on TV. She's really now, funny. For now, she did get called out on Dynamite. I enjoyed her on WWE Network more than I enjoyed her on WWE programming. Yeah, where she could be free and just like use her personality or whatever. Even on Total Divas, she was funny. Um, we have a new IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion. We do, we do. Who there's the a hell? new, new. There's a new New Japan Double Belt Champion right now, as of this morning. So if you listen to this, I apologize, but you by the time you listen to this, it'll already be day in the news. Um, we had at Summer Struggle in Jingu. We had Evil lose his belt to Tetsuya Naito. What? So Naito got his titles back in a match. It wasn't it wasn't the greatest match. It was decent. Um uh, and Naito came out and said that going forward, he will not he doesn't want to re- fight for the double belts. He will defend them both individually going forward. I was literally just about to ask you that. Are they just going to defend both belts all the time now? So, I'm yeah, glad he, you cleared that up. Yeah, he came out and said I I I have the belts and now I I I want to defend them independently. Um, what I want to know is I hope that this doesn't wasn't just a, a a stunt to get eyes on the product as they return back to TV and to give on evil. I hope I've been saying it for years now that evil needs to be in the main picture. And I hope that he stays there. 
Um, whether it's for the IC championship or for the heavyweight, I just hope he stays on top and has an individual run, especially the fact that he's, you know, kind of impromptu, the leader of the Bullet Club, kind of. They're kind of leading him that way. Uh, kind of seems like they're taking away Jay White and putting him in that spot. Uh, so I hope they keep going with him because I think he he deserves that to be at that top spot. And I think he does great. And I think he's going to do well too. Um, I hope he just doesn't get tossed aside and hidden in the mix. And, but I, I'm, you know, I like Naito with the titles. I love the fact that evil had him. Um, but I think it's, it just closes the ally J story now. Speaking of new Japan, shout out Robert Custis who helped me uh, smoke my first ribs this week. He was sending me some little encouraging text messages and telling me how to do it. So I appreciate that Robert, the damn bones just came right out of them ribs. They were so good. I love that new grill I got. Uh, But yeah, New Japan, new IWGP Intercontinental and heavyweight champion. That's big. I think they did what you said you're hoping that it's not. I think they were just trying to get some eyes back on the product. They gave a shock value title turn to get back in from, from being out for COVID and and now it's back to business. Yeah. So, and the nice thing is that starts next month or in a couple weeks. So we got G1 coming up to lead to um, Wrestle Kingdom in four months. So shit's going to get heavy right now for for New Japan. So yeah. if you're not, if you're not into it yet, that was the perfect time to get thrown into that because shit's about to go crazy. So Marty, let's close the show out. You got any shout outs you want to throw out there to anybody? Um, you know what, to be honest with you, I've been, I've been so busy right now. I really haven't been paying attention to much. And I mean, everyone that just thanks to everybody who's continued listening to us. I know that we've been getting some reviews lately. So thank you for that. Uh, and then just the people that have been sharing our show and listening and giving us online reviews. Um, it, it's like, it's just good to see and cool to see people that are actually listening and enjoying it. And, um, but other than that, yeah, I really haven't, I've been kind of off social media. So really haven't been talking to much people lately just because I've been a lot going on. Um, but no, other than that, appreciate all the love that you guys give us. I was told if Santana Garrett's time doesn't come soon, we riot. <laughs> so we'd like to give a shout yes. out to Santana yeah, Garrett. So- for- <laughs> we don't have to go into details, Marty. <laughs> Damn, that's how. Like, I mean, holy shit! I don't, you know, that's how crazy the week's been, and I totally forgot about that moment. That was a good moment of the week. Santana uh, Garrett. Yes. So yeah, we're still Santana Garrett's favorite podcast, whether she wants to admit it or not. She loves us. Um, shout out to Adrian Ruiz. He's been uh, he's been throwing us out a lot this week. He took your place in the fantasy football league. He drafted damn near all Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Uh, he loses. <laughs> he listens to my Cowboys podcast, which you can find on Full Press Coverage. Just search Full Press Cowboys. It'll come up. Uh, shout out to Doing a Favor, Talkamania. We had Trivamania this past weekend. Uh, the audio hasn't come out yet, so I won't give away any spoilers. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Chaos Theory. Uh, the Meat Boys, another uh, podcast friend of ours that they kind of coached me along also on my grill stuff that I've been doing. Irish Whip Podcast and Nico, the new unofficial third member of Irish Whip. What's up to them? What's up to Tara, who we mentioned earlier? Sheena, who's been giving us reviews on on Twitter. Uh, uh, who am I missing? I feel like I, I do this off the top of my head, and I always forget somebody, and I feel bad because I'm sure people are like, motherfucker, I interact with you all the time, and you can't remember my name. So if I talk to you, this is a shout-out to you. Don't take it personal. Just 
be more memorable. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, last, last question, man. Yeah. Last question. Roman will win the title as a payback. Yes. Yeah, there we go. All right, then. That's how we do it. It's really going to be a heel turn now because people are going to be pissed off that he just comes right back and takes the title. So it's really oh, – I wish the fans were there. Fuck. They'd probably just cheer for him, assholes. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what they're going to fucking <laughs> cheer for him. And he's going to even come out and say, this is my title. should have been mine six months ago. Fuck you all. And they're also going to cheer for him. Booing the man for fucking 10 years almost as a baby face. He turns a heel. Now all of a sudden, you want to stand up and clap and chant his name. And get the fuck out of here. I'm glad they're doing it in the Thunderdome. The crowd doesn't deserve to see Roman turn heel, you bunch of fucking ingrates. This has been Boots to the Face, episode 102 for Marty Vasquez and Chris Rucker. Peace. Later.